what is up guys man twice a week i'm so happy that i'm able to do this when and i'm so happy it's 30 minutes too by the way um because if i had to go for an hour it'd be way too long i feel like people's attention spans are either like someone said this the other day i don't remember where i heard it like either like seven seconds or like three hours so there's like you know for 30 minutes i think i'll i'll be good with that um so yeah i don't this one will be a little bit different today um this is the the beauty of having a day alone here at the office and waiting for about six or seven new screens to dry um so i can start doing some samples for our valentine's day sale and um I just got back from Westbrook and uh, this kind of popped into my head and I didn't touch on it Tuesday on the podcast just because I still kind of needed time to, to process it. And, and that's usually how I am. You know, I, I'm not a, I used to be very reactive emotionally. Um, and I remember even when my grandfather passed and my grandmother passed, um, you know, if, if there was people crying or if there was very emotional people at the service or the funeral, I was always, and it's not a tough thing. It's not me saying I don't cry. There's times where things hit me and I cry. And, um, you know, months later, years later, days later, things will happen. And everybody's different. Some people cry all the time. Uh, and some people don't. And it's for me, I can honestly tell you, it's not a, it's not a like macho thing or cause I'm probably the least macho guy, you know, um, so yeah, so on the way back, I mean, like there was, uh, there was a song I heard on the radio and it kind of, it, it made me think of the interaction I just had with, I can say this easily one of my best buddies in the entire world, um, that I don't think, uh, we were ever meant to cross paths, but we did. Um, so, uh, this one will be a little bit more so there'll be, there'll be no Philadelphia zoo story. Okay. And that's what you're going to get from me some days. Some days you're going to get me wired on. I mean, I'm drinking an espresso, but some days you're going to get me completely wired up and it's going to be a funny story. And then sometimes today, this is just what I'm feeling right now. And it's kind of a beautiful thing. I get to just kind of talk it out. Even if, you know, like yesterday, again, we had more people listening. Uh, I'm not, I haven't checked the numbers yet, but I think it was just as much as the first one. And so, uh, pretty cool that people actually subscribe and listen and, and listen to this, to me talk. I don't know. Like, uh, it's not the reason I'm doing it. The reason I'm doing it, it's like I said from the beginning, it's it's kind of my therapy. And um, so, yeah, anyway, it's so like I was saying, uh, obviously, everybody knows about the tragedy that happened this weekend with Kobe Bryant. And uh, that was a weird one. It's so weird. The things you remember in your life, um, the moments where you were like, I remember exactly where I was for 9-11. I remember exactly where I was when I found out a, a friend had died by suicide, when a friend had passed away. Um, at my best friend's wedding. <laughs> I remember I got the phone call and I remember as soon as me and Amy landed, um, Sunday coming back from Florida, uh, I, you know, turned on my cell phone and, and, um, my buddy uh, had texted me and he said, have you seen the, the Kobe Bryant news? And I thought he was just going to say like Kobe backs Trump or something like that. <laughs> like, just something, something ridiculous. You know, you don't expect someone to say that. So he told me what happened. And, uh, it was just really weird. And, and anybody who knows me when I was growing up knows I was like a huge, um, basketball guy. I mean, I, I got into football by, um, kind of like they needed more bodies on a team and ended up taking me, I ended up becoming obsessive with it. And that's another story, uh, for another time, um, of what kind of drove me to that. But, um, anyway, uh, 
yeah, so I got that news and, you know, like I said, I'm not a reactive, emotional person anymore. So I kind of sit back and I watch people say what they have to say. And I very much related with the people that were talking about kind of like he was around for so long and I'm not a huge NBA fan. I mean, I stopped watching the NBA like in high school. Um, I really, the only sport I follow now and it's only when they're doing good is the Eagles in the NFL. I don't really follow sports. You know, I, I there's only one real sport and it's pro wrestling and that's the one I, I sometimes follow. But anybody who does, that's fine. Everybody has their thing, man. Like, I don't judge anybody. You know, everybody's got their nerdy thing. That's my nerdy thing. But anyway, so um, that was just weird. You know, I don't know. I'll always remember where I was. Um, you know, it was crazy. I found out that news after I landed because if I would have known that happened while I was in the air, I would have been even more terrified of flying than I already am. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, kind of watched everybody's reactions and emotions and... Um, you know, it's, it's weird. I always try to make it a point to tell people I love them and to always make sure I end the conversation the right way. And, you know, years ago after I lost my grandfather and my grandmother and my best friend and a, and a teammate, um, you know, all within like under a decade, you know, this all happened. It was like, I think it's, I think anybody who knows me knows this. I mean, I'm a very emotional, I talk about things. I'm very, uh, if you know my company catalyst, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I really try to touch on things that sometimes are hard because I think that helps people. And I think hearing somebody else's story, uh, makes you feel not so alone. So I always thought, and I think I do now the last four or five years of always making sure that I'd let people know how much I appreciate them and always following up. And, and cause it's just, you know, I learned that at God, 25, 26, 27, you know, right around when things started changing for me and I went through a tough patch and, um, just because, you know, you never, you never know, you know? And, and, and I always tell people, I, when I stopped caring about everybody's opinion of me and who was going to be at my funeral, that's when my life really opened up. And, um, so, you know, I, I know a lot of people, um, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, acquaintances. I have a lot of acquaintances because of what I do. Um, but friends I'd call if I was ever in trouble, count them on one hand. Um, and uh, I make sure those people always know that. And sometimes I don't see these people. I have a friend right now at stationed in Poland. He's in the, the military. Uh, see that guy probably six to ten times a year. Fucking love the guy. Um but every time we see each other, it's like no time has passed and he has his life in Northern Maine and I have my life down here and we stay in touch and that's that, you know, you don't need to see somebody all the time to, to know they're your best friend. Um, so I, you know, I made it a point this week, you know, I just not because of the Kobe Bryant thing, but it just kind of further reiterated. I saw people saying, you know, make sure you squash beefs with people. If you have a beef or make sure you let them know you love them. I mean, I, I have been practicing that for a couple of years now. Um, cause when you're younger, man, you just fly by the seat of your parents. You're, you're figuring out life. You're, you know, just finding your wiener, trying to pound on stuff. <laughs> I think that was a line from Robin big, not to completely sidetrack, but I remember, I think, I think he was describing a baby rhino. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, what I'm trying to say is your hormones are going crazy. You're, you know, going to college, you know, you're, doing this, doing that. You got, you know, you just don't ever think that the last time is going to be the last time. Um, so that's what I took. It was weird to see people kind of realize that from a celebrity death. You know what I mean? Um, 
but I, you know, whatever helps people get to that point, I think. Um, but anyway, so with that intro, sorry, it's water guys. It's not espresso. I got to, you know, it's already three fifteen, three fifteen in the afternoon on Wednesday. Um, can't be having any more espresso. Um, so anyway, so that's put me in a mood this week. I think everybody's in a weird mood. Um, because of that. So, uh, kind of give you some backstory uh i've been doing i said 10 years the other day it's actually been almost 12 <laughs> that i've been doing this that's how fast time goes i mean i did this as a senior project when i was leaving husson spring of 2008 with my friend ross and uh to jump ahead basically all the time every week every month every year people will write to me come into the store talk to me I always share as much as I know because I, I don't feel like I know a lot. You know, I feel like I'm always learning. Uh, but people will always say, I, I would like to start a brand. I would like to start a clothing company. I would, you know, whatever it might be. And I now always tell them the more you can control and do yourself, the better you'll be. A lot of people, when they start um, screen printing, they they need to rely on somebody else. And uh, they need to go to a screen printing shop. And people don't know this. People think that it's just you just putting a bunch of ink on a shirt, slapping it on. There you go. That's your shirt. Um, there is so much more to it than that, um, that people don't know. And a lot of people go to, you know, even if it's a small operation, maybe doing like a couple million dollars a year in revenue, which that is small compared to some screen printing shops. Um, they have tons of clients, man. They got, they got, high school sports, little league sports, company outings, they have uniforms, they have shirts for other people that do, it's just, it's a constant every day they're printing, they're printing, they're printing. Um, so, you know, if you walk in there and you're like, Hey, you know, I don't know anything about this. You know, these are like 10 things I like. And can I get, um, you know, five colors on this, you know, 10 colors on this. And, and people are just very unaware of what goes into silk screening. I mean, it is, an archaic way of making shirts really, but it's the best way you can't replicate the look of an awesome screen printed shirt. And that's why we still do it. Um, plus it's really fun. Um, so what I'm getting at is, you know, first time I ever placed an order was an online thing. No idea what I was doing. I think it was like jackprints.com and it came out terrible. It was just like the worst, you know, sizing dimensions, whatever. And I had no idea about pricing, you know, even in, even up to like year five, I had no idea about how to price things, how to, what was a reasonable price. And nobody ever knows this. I mean, I tell people sometimes like what it costs to print shirts, um, which is still way more expensive than any other industry. I mean, like I've heard what it costs for people to make like hair care products and what they sell it for. And it's a crime. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's sometimes we don't make hardly anything on stuff. There's sometimes that something will cost me $26 to make plus man hours, plus whatever we sell it for 40. I just know that it might be a one-time thing. We'll do a little bit of them. We'll make people happy. Uh, and sometimes your, your profit isn't as good, but anyway, um, so basically, um, I tell people to, to try to control everything in their business, learn as much as you can. You know what I mean? Like, don't just be good at one thing. You're replaceable if you're good at one thing. Um, so like when I started, I just kind of had a little bit of a marketing, you know, I, I, I think my, my, my lane is marketing. I really love marketing and building out a sale and a, and an overall feel of it and a message and planning how things will roll out. The times are rolled out, the verbiage, uh, the light, anything just, just, I love 
I love that. Um, so I think that's what I'm really good at. But also, I do the website. Um, I do the screen printing. I do packaging. I mean, I, I've done everything you can imagine that goes into running a screen printing company. And I, I've taught myself Illustrator and Photoshop. Um, these are just things that I always relied on everybody else for. And the more you can teach yourself and learn these things, the better. Um, but even as this was progressing and even as my journey went on, when I moved to Westbrook, um, I came in contact with a new screen printer through, through a college friend. And I said, you know, I've had a lot of tough times, you know, I don't know if I'm getting ripped off. It's not always the print I want. I'm waiting weeks and weeks and weeks. And because you do, you wait weeks and weeks and that can really throw off someone's creative process. If you have an idea and you put it in in an order and two weeks later you get it from a screen printer it might not be the hot thing anymore, literally in two weeks. It might not even be the direction you want to go in in two weeks. Um, so being able to, to just like, like I'm saying, I'm burning screens right now. I had an idea two nights ago. I was not sleeping because I never sleep. It was like one in the morning and I created this piece of art from home on my computer. Got to the, the office, burned it, printed it. Uh, well, it's drying right now. I'm going to print it. And that's two days later. And I'm going to see exactly what it looks like. And if it looks good, we're full speed ahead. We'll shoot it. We'll put it out. Um, you know, that, that's just not how most people do it. You know, they're forced to, to plan way in ahead. That's why I love our system because we can make changes on the fly. A lot of people can't. I mean, I'm sitting in front of right now a, a giant dryer and a, and a print press. And eventually we'll have another print press. And, you know, it's, it's all in the back. You know, we can literally print on demand if we want to. So... Um, when I went to Westbrook in 2016, uh, to share a studio with Dave Butler, uh, who I had, I had about an 18th of the room. (laughs) I had a desk in the corner. Um, I met the guy, uh, and I have, I have no problem saying his name because I've said it on Facebook before. And, uh, when I thanked him publicly, uh, Jeff Sawyer, uh, from extreme screen in Westbrook, if you need anything done, he will go above and beyond for you. Uh, I know this because of this story. Um, Met the guy. He had no idea who I was. This was six, six years ago. Oh no, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm dating myself here. So I met him before I even went to Westbrook. So he was doing stuff for me maybe for a year, two years before I went to Westbrook. Same way as before. Can I get, you know, a hundred of these hoodies with this logo on the left chest in white? And I'd wait my time and I'd bug him. I'd annoy the shit out of him. You know, when are these going to be done? When are these going to be done? Just a typical customer, another person he was probably annoyed by having no idea what goes into screen printing. And um, so I got to Westbrook and because he was right around the corner, I was there once a week, twice a week, three times a week, wanting to do more, wanting to do more. We were getting busier. I wanted to do more art, you know, and I think it just got to a point where, um, and let me just say, everybody there was spectacular. Every single person there I'm, I'm friendly with, friends with. Um, but Jeff was the guy that I dealt with the most. So, um, I think it all came to a head about a month before just the kid from Maine started. And I went in and I had about 25 different pieces of clothing (laughs) and I had, I had a book and I was like, all right, so this white tank top gets this on the left chest in red and blue. And that's all I, that's what I needed to, you know, that's, that's it. And then this one gets this. And he's like, bro, um, you're absolutely annoying the shit out of me. He goes, I am getting a new forehead press, which means you have four stations to print shirts. He goes, I'm going to sell you this one and you are going to learn to screen print 
and you were going to get the hell out of my hair. <laughs> and he goes, you can use my, my washroom. Now, anybody who doesn't know screen printing and uh, washroom and dark rooms is where you create your screens, um, where you wash them out with a pressure washer. I did not have the ability to do that in Westbrook. There was no water. There was no dark area. So right around the corner, no one knows this, up until July of this year, that's where we burnt our art and our screens. We had our screens at another person's place, and I would you know, drive 300 yards. It was literally 300 yards away from where we were. Get the art, come back, screen print it, dry it, you know, all that stuff. Um, but it, it hindered me. I was still at someone else's mercy. You know, if something went wrong, I, I wouldn't have known, you know, what to do, you know. Um, so he goes, look, he goes, this was literally like a Tuesday. And I needed a lot of this stuff done for a pop-up at Bissell Brothers on Saturday. I remember I got all the stuff. Um, I went in on a Friday night. And this is, we're still not really good friends yet. You know, I still don't know if he hates me. I'm uh, pretty sure he hated me at this time because I was so fucking annoying. So annoying. Just a typical. So I hope anything at the end of this you guys take from this is to not bug your screen printers. Try to understand, which I'm going to explain here in a minute, that what you're asking for is so much more work and time than you could ever imagine. Um, so he goes, look, I'm going to bring you this next week and you're going to learn how to do it. And he goes, you're going to learn how to do it this Friday. Uh, I have to leave uh, at 4 I'm going to, I'm going to give you the keys. I trust you. You've seen me burn the art. You know how to burn the art. Um, yeah, that's it. Threw me the keys. Me. I mean, he didn't, I mean, he really truly didn't, you know, he knew me, but he didn't know if I was a lunatic or a, you know, like he trusted me enough, you know? So threw me the keys. He gave me one or two lessons on how to, how to pull, um, how to measure, uh, you know, it's a lot like, uh, you know, um, carpentry, you know, measure twice, cut once, that type of stuff. It's a lot of pre measuring and pulling to, so you can get set up. So it's an easy process. Um, tossed me the keys and said, all right, don't burn the place down. Lock up when you're done. And he left me inside of a million dollar print shop. <laughs> and you know what? I actually, it took me about eight hours, which now it would take me about 30 minutes to 40 minutes to do. Um, I think I fucked up about six shirts of the hundred got everything printed myself and went to Bissell and we had a great pop-up and that was that. Um, and then that was it. I had his printer and the world was at my fingertips. I, I felt like I could create and print anything I wanted. I mean, I still had to burn it at his place, but, um, that was that. And that was, you know, 2016. So for four years, I went to this place every single day. I saw this guy, more than I saw my girlfriend, my mother, my friends. I mean, just by default, I saw him every single day. Um, you know, and it, it was just, I can't describe it any better than if I had, if I was in a pinch, he'd meet me on a Saturday morning. If I was in a pinch, he would meet me on a Sunday night. If something went wrong on my press, he would come over and fix it. Um, the things I would ask him to do were ludicrous and he did it every single time. And I knew eventually I'd have to move away from this. You can't be reliant on somebody for so long when you're running a business for us to expand. We needed to, um, have better equipment. We needed to have our own dark rooms. We needed to have our own washrooms. We needed to be completely independent for us to truly go to the next level, which is, 
what we're doing now. Um, and I, and I, I always made it a point to, to tell him how much I appreciated him. And I think he just brushed it off and, um, you know, because I mean, I, I owed him, I owe him my current life, you know, like I really do. Uh, he allowed me to purchase his press and to learn and trusted me to, to do the right thing and trusted me to, um, to, uh, you know, um, not, <laughs> not take advantage of him, I suppose. Um, so it was really weird. Cause when we met, I'm a hundred percent sure the guy hated me. You know, he's bust my balls and, um, you know, through time, I don't know when it happened. We just spent so much time around each other, you know, uh, we just ended up becoming friends, you know, started fishing together, you know, um, you know, I, I brought him to concerts when my buddy would play, um, at the pier, you know, we freaking get beers, you know, whatever, you know, we became great friends, you know, and, uh, you know, like towards the end when it was really like, Hey man, I'm, I'm finally, finally moving on, you know, I'm leaving Westbrook and, you know, I won't be here every day. And, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to try to do this, you know, these other aspects that I rely on you for on my own. He, uh, he's like, nah, you'll never leave. You'll never leave. Just kind of joking. Um, but you know what he did again? This motherfucker was like, whatever you need. He goes, you know, when you're ready, I'll come down. I'll, I'll, I'll build out your dark rooms for you. Like came down after he would work a full day, go see his daughter's soccer game or go coach. He'd show up here. All he asked was that there was a stocked fridge of Bud Light. <laughs> and he came down, he spent like 40 hours in here building out, you know, suggesting cause he, you know, it's what he does for a living. So he would suggest things and say, this is, this is where this should be. And this is where this should be. And this would make it easier here. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, this guy doesn't have to do this. You know what I mean? But he's doing it, you know? And it's like just up until the very end today, I saw him today. What's the date? January 29th, 2020, six and a half years later, going on seven years. This guy shows up. He shows up. That's just, you know, all that stuff. So as time started winding down and he got me set up and helped me, um, you know, we, we started having more conversations about like, you know, joking, like, Oh, you better still call me. You better still call me and stuff like that. And, um, I'm proud to say that I, I have made it a point, not cause I have to, cause I want to, to maintain that friendship. And, um, you know, I, I text him probably every week, uh, a couple times a week. Uh, and it's, I'm happy that it's not, doesn't have to be about work now. It can just be about a friendship thing. And him and I have had some very good conversations where I've said, you know, I've gotten emotional and I've said, you know, I, I owe everything to you. I mean, if you're a fan of Catalyst, I mean, just know that without that guy, I mean, we wouldn't exist. You know, he, he allowed me, us to have freedom. He allowed me to use his facility. Um, he taught me how to create. He taught me how to do things the right way tricks, tips, anything you can imagine. And he didn't have to do that. Cause I'm pretty sure he hated me. <laughs> we met, I wouldn't say hate, hate's a strong word. He was extremely annoyed by me. You know what I mean? And we had arguments. It wasn't like this was a fairy tale. I mean, he sat me down and said, 
you know, this, don't do this and don't say this. And, you know, there was things that he would, he would check me if I ever, if I ever stepped out of line, you know, and you need a friend that will do that. Um, so yeah, I owe the guy my life, you know? And, uh, it was weird because today, as soon as I walked in and saw him, I gave him a big hug. I was like, I love you, bud. Miss you, you know? And, uh, that's not an un- un- uncommon thing for us now, but that's, you know, Want to make sure he knew that, you know, obviously leading in with the Kobe thing. I mean, like I always make it a point to tell him how much I appreciate him. Um, and he'll downplay it cause that's the kind of guy he is. But, um, what that taught me was that being selfless for no reason is a great thing. You know, I don't, he had no idea of knowing I was going to stick around. He had no idea of knowing if I was going to be worth it. You know, he always says to me, he always says, I literally, kept saying to myself, when is this fucking guy going to run out of ideas? Like he couldn't, he was like, I did not think you were going to make it. I did not think, you know, and he's like, it's just insane. He's like that you suck around you stuck it out through a ton of hard times. I mean, the guy probably knows more about my personal life than, than anybody. Cause I saw him every day. And if something was bugging me, he'd, you know, you know, we'd talk about whatever, whatever was, was pissing me off or whatever, you know? So, um, not saying that if you do very nice things for people, it will turn into a lifelong relationship like this, but, um, yeah. So, you know, just make sure you're letting people know, uh, always that you appreciate them. You love them, all that kind of stuff. Not that you guys didn't know that, but that's just kind of what I was thinking about today. Um, but yeah, so moral of that story (laughs) is, uh, I haven't done it yet, but I hope one day in my life, I can do the same for somebody else. Maybe not that same arena or skill set, but uh, I hope, you know, and that's why now, anytime anybody asks me to come by or to see something or for me to, you know, if they have a question, again, I'm nobody. I don't know everything. You know, I just work as hard as I can and try to continue to reach the goals and the dreams that I have, you know, with this. Um, but I always try to give them my time and then some because this guy didn't have to give me his time. This guy didn't have to give me knowledge. He didn't have to try to help me get to the next level. He didn't have to show up to help me build down here. He didn't have to do any of that, but he did it. And he always says, sometimes it's nice just to do nice things for people, you know? So, um, try doing that more, you know, just, to in your life, you know, if, if you can, it really is the best thing, you know, and I, and I try, I try to do that with what Catalyst does, you know, like, um, you know, first check I ever wrote for Catalyst was 180 bucks. And the last check I wrote for Catalyst was 17,500. And I feel good knowing that I might not know the families directly that that money helps with Maine Children's Cancer or American Foundation Suicide Prevention for Maine. Uh, I might not know them directly, but I, 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 I'm so happy that that is something I'm able to do. Um, you know, I don't have monetary goals, nothing like that. I, the goal I have is just to like have people think of catalyst and be happy and think that it's a nice thing. That's, that's it, you know? So, um, but yeah, so I, I'm, I hope personally one-on-one. So with catalyst, yes, I feel like I try to do that personally. I hope I can, somewhat do what he has done, uh, for me and I'm sure for a lot of other people. But, um, so I'm very grateful that I met this person and, uh, met Jeff and, um, 
hopefully one day I can return the favor to somebody else that's coming up and is trying to do something. Um, cause that's, you know, what really life's about. So yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, what I wanted to say today. Um, I don't think I made one joke the entire time. I think I did. Maybe I did. Oh yeah. Finding your wiener trying to pound on stuff. Yeah. That's, that's, that was the one joke I said. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Um, appreciate the support feedback, whatever it might be downloading Podbean or, or listening on Spotify because <laughs> it's not on Apple yet. Um, but yeah, tell people you love them in your life. Tell people you appreciate them. Uh, you know, I, I, that's like, uh, some of my biggest regrets in life are, are a couple of people I've lost. I haven't ended it the way I'd like to end it. So, uh, I make it a point now to, to not have that, have that be the case. So, um, so yeah, I feel like I need to tell a joke or something that'll bring it up a little bit. Um, no, I think I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know any jokes that are appropriate. Um, but anyway, yeah. So guys appreciate your time. Appreciate, uh, the support so far. It's been awesome. This is episode three. Um, hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Great weekend. See you on Tuesday. Take care. Yo, hang up. That's police.